I'm Jacob. I've seen Lost seven times. I'm Jack. I've never seen Lost before. Jack's about to watch all of Lost for the first time. Hello, welcome to the Lost Boys podcast with you every step of the way. You have me, Jacob Stolworthy. And me, Jack Shepard. We are here because we have watched Lost, but we haven't watched a new episode of Lost, have we, Jack? <laughs> no. We are some making you wait after the tumultuous events of season three, because do you know what? We all had to wait, so you will too. How cruel. How cruel. How good. This is all Jacob's idea. But do you know what? You, nothing's to stop you from just watching on. Yeah, I'm not going to keep watching Which on, I, I? I like that, man. What do you mean there's nothing to stop me? There's like a whole podcast idea. Yeah, but you could just like, oh, I'm going to watch that tonight. Yeah, I could do. And like, you could have actually seen all of Lost and you're just pretending. I could be pretending. There's no way you would all know. Are you pretending? No. Good. How are you doing, Jack? I'm good, thank you. How are you, Jacob? Yeah, no, I'm very well, thank you. So um, why why are we here then? If we haven't watched Lost... Well, we're here because we have... Um, little surprise for the fans well it's not really a surprise anymore is it isn't it I don't know but anyway it's, it's Lost's birthday today Lost's that's hard to say say that Lost's Lost's yes happy birthday Lost happy, <laughs> happy birthday Lost turns 15 today wow which is um, older than you Jacob <laughs> Yeah, I guess lost. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't. I act lost age. Yeah, you do too. You're pretty mature. I, I'm very mature. Though, what's no, the immature, surprise? Immature, you are. Yeah, and I'm very mature. That's not true. Um, the surprise is we um, we interviewed MC Gainey, who plays Tom, Mister Friendly. You say we did. I did. Jacob did. <laughs> Can't have you along on the, on, on that ride, Jack. I know. I just get put put aside while you talk to all the the wonderfully famous people. Um, and uh, MC Gainey, calling him wonderfully famous, I'm sure he would appreciate that a lot. I mean, he is. He is in our eyes. Oh, absolutely. I was um, starstruck by his voice. I should say I interviewed him over the phone. Um, I didn't get to like hang out in his ranch or wherever it is that he lives. Um, but I did get to speak to him and his wife was by his side. And it was quite a conversation, <laughs> as you're about to hear. Give us, give us a few hints at what we can expect. You can expect him to like say things like really funny, and and but I'm not really sure how to respond to it. You can hear that? Um, <laughs> yeah, man. You can hear him just like kind of go on about how much he loved being a part of this show. And you know how when he became like a re- like a nice presence on the show. Yes. You can just tell that MC Ganey was just a nice presence for the other cast members to have around. Just for the way he was chatting about it and his time on the show. He was just there for the ride. Oh, I like that. It's a shame he wasn't there for longer, in in, in fact. And the reason Jack, because Jack, listeners, Jack knew that I'd interviewed MC Ganey and he was going, let's just throw it out there, let's just throw it out there. Um, and I was like, no, 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 let's just bide our time knowing that Tom's death was was approaching in the show. Um Knowing Jack would be devastated I am. by that death. You still, you okay? Still, still sad. Not good. Yeah. You more sad about that, or Charlie? 
<laughs> probably, probably Mr. Friendly. Yeah, Mr. Friendly. I've got to say that. We're, <laughs> we're just about to run an interview with him. Come on, let's, let's get to it. Let's get, shall we, shall we, can we play it? Can we play it to the people? Well, I just want to say, happy birthday, Lost. Happy birthday, Lost. We love you very much. <laughs> <laughs> as much as we love MC Ganey. Take it away, MC. Hello. Hello, is that MC? Yes, it is, MC. Hello, how's it going? I'm Jacob. Jacob, I'm very well today. How are you? I'm very, very well. I'm very, very grateful for your time as well. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to talk to you. What a, what subject do you want to talk about today, Jacob? Lost, if that's okay, my man. Oh, indeed, one of my favorite topics. What, what can I tell you, my brother? Oh, my God. So let me, let me just fill you in very quickly. I do a Lost podcast. Uh, we are called, okay. I, I do it with a friend of mine who's actually called Jack Shepard, no word of a lie. <laughs> and he... Uh, <laughs> He'd never seen Lost before, and I'd seen it many times, so we decided to do a podcast uh, whereby the fans get to kind of experience it along with Jack. Um, so we are on to season three, so we're approaching, you know, your death episode, we are approaching, um, and it's, yeah, it's an honour to get you on. We're called the Lost Boys as well. Oh, I love that, the Lost Boys. Uh, you know, you're familiar with the Lost Boys vampire movie. Right? Yes, I am indeed, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I just did a remake. I just finished shooting a remake of that. Oh, no way. Bit. Uh, it's a Bit. But it's a, it's girls instead of boys. Oh, fantastic. It's a young, young women who are vampires. Yeah. And uh, and one of the things I love is that, it's, you know, vampires used to have to sleep all day in a casket or else they'd die. Yeah, yeah. But with these girls, they just put sunscreen on. They're good to go out and look for victims all day long. Love that. That is an yeah, ingenious spin. Yeah. I love it. So, so but, the, but the real Lost Boys, you're the real Lost Boys. We are the, boys we, we are the real Lost Boys. We are. Oh, that's great. What can I tell you, brother? What do you want to know? Cool. So I've so got, got a series of questions for you. Um, it's one of the things that I kind of love about your character is that, I mean, it's how, it's how impressive it is that you manage to work your way into the hearts of the viewers Considering that when we first meet you, you're literally stealing a kid from his father. I mean, that, that must have been a strange dynamic. It was a very strange dynamic for me, uh, Jake. It made even stranger. But you have to, one thing you have to understand about certainly my participation in Lost, and it's, it runs across a lot of other people's as well. I did not have any idea <laughs> who I was, why I was there, how I got there. I had none of the things that actors use to uh, build their characters. I had none of them. They wouldn't tell me anything. I love that. I mean, even even towards the, like, say, season three or something, did they not... Oh, even, even in, later on in Beyond season three. I'm, I'm <laughs> back in flashbacks Beyond yeah, season yeah, yeah. three. Yeah, I never knew anything. So <clears throat> I went in and did that, and, and also it was the last episode of season one, so all summer long my friends were asking me, well, uh, well what are you going to do? Why did you kidnap the boy? I said, I don't know. I hope I'm not going to eat him. I hope I'm not going to cook him and eat him. I don't know what I'm going to do. But yeah, the, but you know, the Mr. Friendly, looking back on it, I was very friendly. I, I like to say that I rescued him from a burning raft. I mean, that's a good spin. That's, <laughs> that's a good spin. <laughs> I mean, Mr. Friendly, I mean, this is what's so great about you. You're kind of terrifying when we first meet you. And then, I mean, you kind of come back at the end of season, well, midway through season two, and you're kind of scary still. And then end of season two, you're still scary. Season three, you're lovely. I am, yeah, Tom Friendly. That's why they call him, that's not his real name, that's why they call him uh, Mr. Friendly. Now, let me ask you this, Jacob. Now, have you not seen Beyond Season 3? You don't know what's what's so, coming? So me, I've seen it all many times. 
Yeah. Right, well, then you then you know that one of the one of the reasons Tom Friendly is so friendly is because he's gay. Correct. Yes. Yes. Well, that was my decision. Oh, really? Yeah. If you remember, I think it's the start of season three, maybe when I'm trying to get. I have them holding them captive, and I'm trying to get uh, uh, Evangeline Lilly to take a shower. Mm, I remember that. And I'm giving, her, and she, she says, "Not in front of you." And I, my dialogue was, "You're not my type." Uh huh. Well, I, I decided right then, if she's not your type, then Sawyer is, <laughs> or Jack is. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Come on, she's a perfect woman in every way. If that's not what you're looking for, then so after that, I didn't, I didn't really didn't have a chance to demonstrate it very much. But I can tell you when I was talking, when I was holding them prisoner, mm. and I would look through those bars at Sawyer, yeah. I would stare into those big, eye, beautiful eyes of his. And I, I mean, I was, I was just substituting uh, him for uh, for uh, Marilyn Monroe or somebody. You know, I mean, Absolutely. he was. Just, and the same thing with Jack. I mean, he never showed me very much affection, but I followed him around like some some teen girl who wanted to be with him. And so, yeah, and so uh, that was my little secret. Because I, what I did was I tried things. You know, they would, they said, try whatever you want in a scene, in just any given scene, mm. and we'll let you know what you can or cannot do. Right. And so it was like a game. So I just decided that, but I never told anybody that <laughs> until until a later a, a later date when at a, an awards ceremony, the producers asked me why I couldn't throw a football. Yeah. Jack and I. And I told them, well, it's because I can, but it's because uh, Tom is gay. And they're like, what? And I told them this story. Two weeks later, I had a script come to me where it's a flashback in a hotel in New York, and I'm there with my boyfriend. That's right. Yeah. So the writers, so that was my contribution to the whole thing, except that I, I generally like to be nice. I try to be friendly even when I'm doing terrible things to people. Yeah. I mean, I've raped, I've raped men, women, children, burned barns, poisoned wells, shot people, kidnapped people. I mean, I've done all manner of villainy through the 50 years I've been doing this. But a lot of times I try to do it with a smile on my face. I don't see any reason just because you're hurting people that you can't try to be nice about it. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> be nice about it. I mean, yeah. It, yeah, so you it really... turns out Tom, Tom is a pretty benign guy. I mean, he really, he really does want to get along with everybody. if They'll just do what he says. But this is the thing I love about him is like, cause there's an episode where he's firing a gun at sun. And it yes. comes a few an episode after he's been really lovely to Kate, and you're thinking, man, you're really messing with me here. You're really uh -huh. messing with me. What do you reckon it was about him that people liked, apart from being friendly? Uh, you know, I, 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 well, that's a good question. That sort of gets into the psychoanalysis of the audience. Mm. I think that the audience, the audience uh, uh, wanted to wanted to like somebody. They wanted to. Uh, 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 <laughs> They wanted to, to understand somebody, and he sort of seemed like a guy. My wife has just reminded me, handed me a note that uh, I did not rape any children. I did not rape me. I beat some. I had some in a family on a Hallmark channel one time. I, I, was, I, I spanked him a lot, but I didn't but actually didn't rape, rape any children. Disclaimer. Yeah, no, okay. I, think, I think the audience was, they saw a simpler character in Tom. You know, everybody else was so complex. My God, Ben... Ben is terrifying in his complexity and his, mm. his smarts. And everybody else seems so smart. I just I thought Tom was just kind of uh, there, you know, just sort of a pleasant guy. He, it didn't mean he wouldn't shoot you, but you know, he's not going to be mean about it. Yeah, I like that. That's a. I mean, I think as well, like a, yeah. the the mystery of uh, when you know when you first come along on the boat, 
you're kind of like, oh my god, other people, and it's like yeah. that, that early, you know, the early stage of the show where you're. Literally... That is that is the thing. He, I am that character is the first one Absolutely. you've ever seen who was not on the plane, mm. and you go, oh my god, you know, they're getting away on their raft, their beautiful raft, which they took so much time to build. They're getting away, and here comes somebody on a on a. Oh my god, it was so so amazing, and I, I felt uh, I felt so bad for the the twins. There were a couple of twin goons <laughs> I had on that boat, yeah. and they were complaining. They were complaining about the uh, complaining about the meal we were served while we were floating on a boat in the middle of the night, and somehow they never showed up again. Oh, really? So, uh, uh, but I had a great time. I, I I thought if I just laugh and have a good time, it'll be all right, and it worked out pretty well. I thought the scariest I was was the second season when I'm in the jungle with the light 'em up scene with yeah. all the torches. I'm kind of I'm kind of giving them the stink eye in that scene. Mate, that's a terrific delivery of that line as well. The light 'em up. That is a classic. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. that is a so, uh, yeah. Now, what else can I tell you? So, what do you think? One of the questions I have here is, what do you think motivated Tom? Because I do, th- I do really like Tom, and I find him very interesting. And uh, boy, okay. Well, now uh, this was all my creation. What motivated him? My creation was that he was uh, trying to escape the modern world. He was trying to escape society, and that he became part of the Dharma Project, mm. not because he was a scientist. But because he had other skills, mm-hmm. you know, the other Ben and all these other people were very scientific in nature and, and plants. And he was the guy you could just trust to do what needed to be done. Mm. And he and he had one great gift personality wise is that he did not make enemies. Yeah. Everybody seemed to get along with him. Mm. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. Did Damon yeah. Cohen ever tell you how he came to be on the island? <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. As a matter of fact, I'm I'm really not uh, I'm really not able to analyze much about the plot. I have to tell you the truth. When the island moved, yeah, I quit. I quit caring. I quit trying to understand it because I, I couldn't wrap my mind around. If the island could disappear and then come back and nobody drowned. I just I, so I just enjoyed myself and went on with it. I really I can't tell you that uh, that I understand. People ask me quite often, tell me, what does the ending mean? Mm. And I say, it's not my ending. My, my dream ending would have been for, uh, for uh, Jorge mm. to uh, be, in a, be, be in a bar somewhere, and he's passed out at the bar, and he sits up and says, oh, my God, give me another drink. I just had the craziest dream. And that would be it. The whole thing would have been his. Uh, would have been his his dream. So uh, yeah, I have no idea. I'm just speculating on my motivation. My motivation was to go off on an adventure and and have a good time with the, all these crazy Dharma people. Fantastic. And I tell you what would have been a good amendment to your ending. It would have been if What's that? If, if Jorge woke up in the bar and you were the bar guy. <laughs> yes, that was the bar to barkeep. No, that was... would have been. I can't believe I left myself that, that scene. Yes. I could have been the bartender. <laughs> it would have been amazing. Um, other than obviously, you were back in season four for the for the flashback with um, with Michael with Har- Harold Perrineau. Um But were you know, I feel like you're missing from the um, the the fifth season when the island's uh, hopping around time. I feel like we need more Tom there. Yeah, I you know I, I may have agreed with you, but I think I think by then I had moved on to play an infinitely more uh, dangerous character on Justified. Justified, which, yes. Yeah, I think by then I moved on to that. But I would have made time for it, believe me. The funny thing about Lost is that I had never been a science fiction fan. When I was a kid, I didn't, I, I, science fiction, I liked science fiction movies with creatures in them, but I didn't like reading science fiction and I wasn't, 
I wasn't really a fan, but the, being on Lost created a greater love for me for sci-fi, particularly for Douglas Adams, mm. uh, you know, his uh, uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide, and uh, you know, it opened up doors to me for uh, Turin and all kinds of all kinds of wonderful people that uh, were, were in, in scientific and and uh, that's what I got from Lost, apart from a nice living and and. Uh, and more fame. I've been doing it a long time, acting a long time in complete anonymity mm. from the public before I was on this show. It, it, but uh, but it did open it did open my mind to uh, scientific uh, uh, projects and thoughts and Douglas Adams in particular. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. And and just wrapping up to your um, bringing it round to your uh, death scene, which which we're going to be uh, broadcasting this episode um, with Whoa. with that episode. Were you happy with your death? I was very happy with my death. As I recall, I, I, I get, uh, I get uh, shot. Left-handed. I got shot by <laughs> left-handed, which is a really important thing. I got shot by a left-handed uh, gunman and, uh, and, and almost run down by a Volkswagen bus. And, you know, I, it's a funny thing. By that point, I really, was, I really was ready for something to happen with him. You know, it, yeah. it, it was, uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't cry about it. It's a wonderful, one of my favorite jobs I ever had because working in Hawaii is a dream. Mm. And Jake, I have to tell you, Jacob, for me, a lot of those people on that show had never known fame before. Yeah. Now, Jack had, had, but a lot of them were snatched out of nowhere, like Evangeline Lilly, mm. and became world famous. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's so funny because anything that happened to anybody on that show, the whole world found out about it. You know, if you've got a DUI in Honolulu, the whole the newspapers will be filled with it. Quite you know, true. The next day around the world, and uh, and should I tell the Virgin Mary story? And uh, yeah. and so I almost had a taste of this. I'll, I'll tell oh, you no. quick. You know, one of the icons in this is the Virgin Mary statue. Yeah, yeah. Because they have you know what they were used for, yeah, right? The heroin. Yeah. And so uh, that was one of the thing. Uh, one of the props that everybody wanted to have for a souvenir was that was one. One of them, one yeah. of the main ones. So in the fourth, third season, I I got the, the prop guy. I said, "Get, I want a couple of those." And so he gave me a couple of them, and I kept them in my room at the hotel. And I was about to fly back to L.A., and I didn't want to put them in my kit, my whole baggage because I was afraid they'd lose my bag. So I was just going to stick them in my briefcase and bring them on the plane with me. And as I'm about to walk out of my hotel room to go to the airport, suddenly it occurred to me. Wait a minute, maybe I should shake this statue. And I shook it, and sure enough, they both had fake heroin inside. <laughs> so I was about to go run that through the x-ray at Honolulu Airport. So in, in the whole world would have seen idiot, idiot actor on Lost arrested for heroin smuggling. And then two days later, they would have had to release me because it was fake heroin. It was prop heroin. Yeah. But in the meantime, I would have got been notoriously infamous the world over. And in addition, they also would have found the ounce of beautiful Hawaiian pot that I had in my sock. <laughs> and so it would have been a terrible thing. But fortunately, my guy, my guardian angel, Dick, would told me, shake that Virgin Mary one time. <laughs> so that's my that's what I learned from Lost. Always shake the Virgin Mary. It's <laughs> good information to have. Yeah, good, good uh, lasting legacy. Hold on to that. It'll get you through some perilous times. I'm going to remember that one, MC. I'm going to remember that. Uh, last few questions. I don't want to keep you for too long. And no, I really yeah, appreciate you. Go ahead, buddy. I got time to answer. You get what you need. You good man. I appreciate that. Um, sure. Did you know your time was going to be up in season three? Did they kind of tell you that that was when Mr. Yeah, they, they, did, they did give me a heads up that it was coming to an end. 
and uh, and you know they they treated me they treated me very well on that. Uh, the the worst thing they did to me on that is make me run barefooted. The first two seasons when I'm in rags and I have a beard, a fake beard, they didn't even tell me my beard was a fake beard. No way. I mean, of course, I knew that it was. But they didn't tell me he's wearing a fake beard. I thought they just wanted a bearded guy. And so the day I got to pull that beard off was one of the great days of my life because you. one thing that is not a lot of fun is wearing a fucking stuck-on beard <laughs> in, the, in the humidity of Hawaii. And, uh, yeah, they never told me anything, but they did give me a heads-up that uh, – Something uh, that something was going to happen, and Tom Friendly would be assuming room temperature sometime in the next couple of episodes. I love that. And did you did you that that um, sequence on the pier, the Palo Ferry, and then you know yeah. when uh, you've got the um, Desmond turns the key, and then you've all got to react to the, uh, the the purple light coming over the island. What was it yeah. like? What was it like filming that? That must be pretty trippy. Uh, you know, it was wonderful because uh, we got out of the jungle for a minute. And we got out, got out over the water, and and we, having a group, having a big group together was fun. You know, a lot of a lot of what happened on that was in sort of in isolation. Mm. You know, you'd be here, and there'd be one other person or two other people. But it was great to get a group thing and to have have all the other people around. It was, uh, and it was something I understood. <laughs> so it was great. <laughs> He understood what the hell was going on. That's another thing about Tom Friendly. He was—he didn't really require that he understood all the science and everything that was going on. You give him something to do, he'll do it. Go get the boat. Go get the kid. Whatever, he'll do it. He won't ask why. And and uh, but I I did I did enjoy that part very he, very much. He was super loyal to Ben, wasn't he? Super loyal. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, I, that's one of the things about Michael, the actor who played him, is that he is. See, he is in very engaging and very charming and a wonderful human being. Mm. And you, uh, you can get drawn into it. I have to tell you that we were doing a, a, an autograph show last year in, in Houston. Yeah. And we had a little, uh, uh, there were five, five of us from the show there. And uh, it, the people were lining up for an hour and a half to ask questions. Wow. And, and I'm, I am really quick to let you know that I don't know the answer to any questions. And so when they would ask serious questions, the rest of them would look at me and say, why don't we let Tom Friendly answer that one? <laughs> you know, because I, I, I have to just try to think of something funny. But you know, I was really amazed that, uh, that, I, I, that people are still seeing this now mm. for the first time. And are they are as actively engaged in it now as they were in 2006, mm. you know, when it was happening in, uh, in real time and a lot of time. And, and uh, people would come up and they, they would say, now my idea of what's happening, and they would tell these involved, very complicated, beautiful scenario of, of what everything meant and everything. And they'd say, we, am I right? And they would all look at me and say, uh, is he right? And I would say, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no matter what it was, say, yeah, you're right. Because in a sense, it's, to me, it's like, what is, the, what is the Mona Lisa? Why is she smiling? Yeah. What do you see in it? Which I mean, you know, I, I I know what I saw the first time. I thought the first time I saw her smile, and now I have a different take on it. Now that I'm seventy years old, but uh, yeah, I, when it comes down to people wanting to know what it meant, I just I just have to say, yeah, you're right. That's what that's what it meant. I think that's but I'm very sensible. I'm very impressed that it still has meaning and it still holds up. Absolutely. I mean, do you think it's one of the greats? Would you consider it one of the greats? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I do. Certainly for network television. Yeah. You know, just in terms of American television, in in my book, we you know we have The Sopranos and we have The Wire 
and uh, Mad Men yeah. and uh, and you know things like that. But for network television, yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, it's very complicated. It's a very smart show, and it left a lot of room for people to see what they need to see in it. Mm. I mean, it, I... it, ans- it ans- asks a lot more questions than it answers. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think at the end, in the finale, I love the finale, and I know it's seen yeah. as a controversial one, but I think yeah. ultimately, I mean, no show has a better ensemble of characters than Lance. No, it was a wonderful ensemble. And mm. it was just a, a wonderful thing. You know, my, I have to be honest with you, the first time I heard about this show, mm. I, I poo-pooed it. I said, there's no way. It's like Gilligan's Island. <laughs> I remember, I don't know if you've ever seen Gilligan's Island. I've not. You know I've heard of it. I've heard of it. You know, yeah, it's a, it's a sitcom, a 30-minute a sitcom about these people who's they're on a little tour and their boat crashes and they're on the island for all eight seasons and at one point the harlem globetrotters which is a basketball team shows up on the island and they get off at the end of the show they get away but the, the cast are stuck on the island so i said this is ridiculous they're going to be stuck on this island forever <laughs> and ever but that's because I didn't anticipate the true genius of the show, which was the backstory. Yeah, the backstories is what took it. it took it out of that locus and gave it gave it it opened the world to it. So I think I do think it's one of the one of the four or five greatest television American television series. I mean, listen, I'm hooked on Luther. Oh. It doesn't get any better to me than Luther. I absolutely adore Luther, and uh, and so I, I like all kinds of entertainment, but. I'll put Lost up there. It holds its own. Absolutely. Was it was a was a flashback for Tom ever floated? Uh, you know, if it was, I didn't know about it because I I I think you, I, I think they had so much. They kept telling me from the first day I was there. They kept telling me, "Oh, we know everything that's going to happen. We have this. We have all the all the whole story. We have it on three by five cards on a wall in the writer's office." And we know we they, they but I think they got down to the last season. I think they started saying, "Wait a minute, we we got a lot of balls in the air." You know, yeah. we're like a, a juggler with nineteen balls in the air. We got to do something with this, something with that. And I think they just said, "You know, Tom, let Tom, he's gone. Just let him stay gone." And and that was okay. I would like to have gone back for one more, but hey. I was having a good time doing terrible villainous shit to somebody on another show. <laughs> I mean, they're having the most fun. I uh, do you think all these people who say they make it, they made it up as they went along? That because I, I personally think that's got to be a I load can, of rubbish. I, I don't know. I can't say that they made it up on a on a episode by episode basis, but I think every season they were trying. But I mean, you look, there was one season. I think it was the fourth season when they brought a couple of new characters in. Oh yeah, and they didn't have anything for them to do. Yeah, and Nick. so they just wrote on me. What What was that about? Yeah, uh, there were times when they brought people. There was a couple other people they brought in, and they and it went nowhere. So I think they tried things, but I, I don't think they had everything together. And I think when the last season came, they were just trying to get everything out. But I, I don't have any problem with the ending myself. I enjoyed it. It's better than the ending of The Sopranos. Do you think? Which is a guy, somebody you think is going to kill Tony Soprano comes in the restaurant and then the music, they're gone <laughs> and the music comes up. Yeah. I, I love it's, them both. Little, I love an ambiguous ending, man. Yeah, that, that was a little unfulfilling, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I just participated in uh, in the table read for the uh, Deadwood. I don't know if you ever saw it. Oh, I, man, I'm watching it for the first time currently and I'm on to the third season. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. well, they just shot the, the movie mm. that actually serves as the final season. Yeah. And uh, um, Ian McShane was unable to show up at the table read for the cast table read for the movie and they asked me to read his part in the table read. Oh, wow. And it was one of the great thrills of my life because Ian McShane, oh, my God, 
I mean, he is so great as Al Swearingen. And yeah. that's another one. That would be another one of my five favorite television shows of all time. Deadwood, is, I thought, was remarkably well-written. I mean, fantastic. just beautiful. And right now I'm working on Bosch. Uh, which, oh, yeah. Uh, you probably, it's a TV series. I don't know if you get it or not. It's a Netflix show. And uh, once again, it's another one where the writing is so, so good. It's yeah. just amazing. Yeah. Who's the lead in Bosch? Remind me. Titus Wellerby. Because he's in Lost in the final season, isn't he? He is. Yeah. yeah. Listen, you know, there's some amazing characters who dropped in and out of Lost. Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah. Uh, from a, uh, I'm sorry. Kevin Durant with a D. Yes, I'm mixed. Uh, I'm, yeah, that's a basketball player. Kevin Durant uh, that I did a movie called Wild Hogs with. He's yeah. A wonderful, wonderful guy. He was in there. Michael Bowen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of really, really fine actors came in did their thing and went back out. So I feel like I'm, I'm proud to be in that group. I came in and did my thing. I was friendly. I was gay. And I had to go. <laughs> <laughs> what more do you need, really? No, I, I have no complaints about it. It was a, a charming adventure all the way through. That's lovely. I was going to ask you if you had any hopes for your lost character that didn't get fulfilled, but it sounds like you, you don't. Oh, you did Oh, no, I don't. No, no. I have no, I, I'm completely fulfilled by everything. And have have a what clean shaven? Yeah, I shaved my mustache off to to do, to do Tom Friendly, and I haven't. I don't think I've been clean shaven since then. I've really? had my, my trademark mustache back again ever since then. But uh, yeah, no, I'm completely fulfilled by the whole experience, and uh, and I'm just completely delighted that people are still seeing it. I never thought that twenty years later, uh, people would be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, let's look at this. Let's see this. Let's see this." And I'm delighted that you're doing what you're doing, man. Thank that's, you, mate. that's really, really cool. That was MC Gainey, who plays Mr. Friendly, aka Tom. And like many, 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 many other roles. Like this guy is just prolific. He gives Terry O'Quinn a run for his money, I think. <laughs> you know? Oh, I bet MC and Terry got on well. I should have asked that question. You are full of disappointing facts, or right? and you could have. There's so much you could have asked. I know, but you didn't. I know. I'm, full, I'm filled with regret. Anyway, but that was fun, man, and it's been really nice celebrating Lost's birthday with, um, you know, you, <laughs> and and our listeners. Great. And in two weeks' time, yeah. you can all listen to us answering your questions, dear Lost fans, and also. Announcing when we'll be back for the season four premiere. I like you teasing this. But we'll be <laughs> announcing that then. So. As if people give a shit. People... You know, I, I love that you do. and and But it's just me and Jack, you know. Yeah, if you care, that's very nice. Spread the word. Tell people. We're on Twitter, Lost Boys Pod. Got a thousand followers now. A it's thousand, crazy. man. Do you know what? I'm going to just say something right now. I am going to... Send a gift. I'm going to actually send a gift to our thousand and eighth follower. Okay. I'm going to do that. All right. I can't wait. I, I bet they can't wait. So whoever our thousand and eighth follower is, you will get a gift. And whoever our hundred and eighth thousand follower is, mm. when we get there, because obviously we will, because obviously all of you are going to go tell everyone how yeah. great this podcast is, yeah. we'll send you an Uber gift. And a million and eighth. I a just, million and eighth, who knows what will happen. I don't even know. The 108,108th person. 
what I love is the actual number is 108 and we sent nothing to anyone when, we, <laughs> yeah. when that number was hit. We were blindsided by that, I even getting we there. Yeah, we anyway, thanks everyone for listening to our interview with MC Gainey. And, and something else I've done, Jack. What's that, Jacob? For Lost's birthday. Um, I ranked every single episode of Lost. Every single one? All yeah. 127? It's less than that, but I, I've ranked them all. All 125. Less than that too, but I just all 117. Well, it's more than that, but all 119. I think it's 122. All 123. I... But the problem is, um, well, it's no problem. But I've split the. I didn't. I combined parts one and two of some of the finales. So if they were like big episodes that aired on the same night, I put them as one episode. Um. So yeah, if anyone wants to visit uh, The Independent and see my ranking, you can do that today. And in three, two, one. Happy, Happy birthday to you. Oh, we're singing. Are we? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Lost. Happy birthday to you. Great. Happy birthday. Bye, everyone. Saddest thing we've ever done. <laughs> Love it. <laughs>